You're listening to the Screaming Pods Network. We are the Sacred Collective. All are respected, all are heard, all are welcomed. Join us. Welcome to the Sacred Collective. Um, we're doing these little mini episodes. Um, we've had a couple of them down now. Um, and so any of you um, faithful listeners or new listeners, we normally don't do all this, but we've been, I think we've dropped 50 episodes. And um, we like kind of like, we don't want to always just have conversations of just like the full group or interviews. We both think that those are great and um, strong, but we also want to have you as the listeners get to know a little bit about us. Uh, you hear our voices coming in your ears a lot, so we kind of wanted to just step back and interview some of us physical people who are here because you hear us when we do roll call, um, but we kind of just want you to have a voice and know that background, like, oh, that's Kayleen or Brian or Amanda or whoever. So we have now um, Amanda, Amanda Odland. Hello. Um, I'm a little biased with Amanda since Amanda's my wife. Um, and cool thing about us is we're celebrating nine years of wedded bliss. Um, coming up here in a few weeks. I don't know when this is going to air, but our anniversary is in the beginning of November. So it's a crazy journey, but uh, a journey that I wouldn't rather be um, with anybody else. So, um, Amanda, I'm going to do some not rapid fire questions, but some just questions just to get our listeners to know a little bit more about you. Um, I will say um, you, you're not always a part of the bigger conversations because we do record at our house. Um, but we have a almost three year old toddler. She's three going on she's thirteen. Crazy. She already uh, she's big. almost three, almost going on thirteen. She's a little sass sassy person. A little spitfire. Yeah, she's uh, <laughs> gonna be a she's a little sassy teenager. Um But we so, record around bedtime. That is true. Um it's always tough to get her um and mom always has to be in there for bedtime, so if there's a lot of episodes, you might hear me at the beginning, or even just introducing myself, or you hear statements or anything halfway through and then you don't hear anything, that's most likely why, because I'm in there, or sometimes I'm laying with her for so long and she wants me to keep singing with her and snuggling with her that sometimes I honestly fall asleep and I wake up. And everyone else has left the apartment, so. That does happen sometimes, (laughs) yes. Um, Amanda, if you could, in a few minutes, to tell everyone listening, just maybe a couple minutes of, like, your background, like, maybe where you grew up, kind of religiously, like, where, how you grew up, faith-wise, spiritual-wise, I guess, and then maybe where you're at now, um, kind of, kind of in that whole process. Okay. Well, I grew up in central South Dakota. Uh, I went to an Assemblies of God church. And so, um, obviously, a little bit more of a conservative denomination. And in South Dakota, well, most most of South Dakota, I would say. But especially being in a small town, you know, a lot more conservative. Uh, and so, I don't know, I feel like religiously growing up, I didn't feel like... 
there was anything that I was like theologically missing or anything. Because uh, looking back on it in hindsight, there wasn't a whole lot of theological depth with the Assemblies of God that I felt for me. But uh, growing up, I was part of, um, if anyone has been a part of the Assemblies of God, you may have heard of Missionettes and Royal Rangers. Um, it's basically like the church version of Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts, um, but they have obviously a lot more of a biblical, they have a biblical basis in it. So, you know, I grew up doing that program all the way from, gosh, I think like kindergarten through sixth grade, maybe, um, you know, just different, different like classes and levels like throughout there. So I had the depth of that. Uh, I also did in middle school and high school Bible quiz, uh, which we had either a book of the Bible or if they were smaller books, like two or three books a year. Um, You know, each week we would study a chapter and it was, I feel like it was almost kind of like a quiz bowl type thing because we had matches and they'd ask us like questions or, or you'd have to, or you'd have to quote, you know, certain you know, certain like scriptures or things like that. So we really had a study in depth and we had, we had a really great coach. I had a same coach, um, all the way through those, oh, what was it like six, six years or so. So I feel like with those things, I got a lot of depth, but then once you, once you, you know, graduate high school, you know, it wasn't a college town or anything. So, uh, from 18 to like mid twenties or so, there was a huge gap where there wasn't a whole lot of people. So, you know, I never really thought about, you know, a lack of theological depth, mm-hmm. um, you know, past like the adolescent years. Um, but I mean, I, I felt it was, you know, a great denomination, you know, growing up, did a lot of things, you know, within the community and, you know, met a lot of friends, some, you know, friend people that I'm still friends with today and just a lot of closeness. Like, you know, if I, I don't have family that live in that town anymore, but when I did, you know, I would go back and still go to that church, even theologically, if I didn't always agree on a lot of things, just because there was a lot of the people who went there that I've known since I was probably about five years old and the church just feels like home, you know, it just feels like family. And so, I don't know if part of that's a mix of the denomination or especially being, you know, in a small town uh, where, you know, you go to the grocery store and you're bound to see somebody that you know from, like, church or school, like, every single time you go. Which, living in a bigger city now, we go and I rarely see anyone that I know in Target, so... Oh, we have little Ava coming out. We, we, Ava? Have, our, we have our daughter. Here. Come here, baby. You want to say hi? Hi, baby. Hi, Avi. This is this is real and raw when you have kids where both parents hi, are out of the room. Baby. Ava, can you say, I love you, Mommy? I love you too, Mommy. Oh, I love you too, Ava. Um, Let's if, go play, Come on. So, yes, Ava, can you go with Caleb and maybe play a little bit? So mom and dad can Mommy finish this interview. Mommy will be in there in just a little bit, okay? Can go drop pictures in your room? Yeah. 
Thank you, Ava. We'll wrap up in a few minutes. Thank you. Um, she warms my heart. So it just lets you know, like we don't we don't cut this stuff out. Some podcasts mm-hmm. might, but it just shows you kind of us ragtag um, sacred collective people where we don't get babysitters um, to watch our kids. I think we want to uh, let everyone know that we can do podcasts, have a spiritual community, have kids. We want everyone involved. Um, to kind of continue with that, Amanda. Um, you're part of the United Church of Christ too, yes. as I am. Um, you're a member there. Um, did you ever think maybe growing up, growing up in your small town, growing up in the Assemblies of God, that you would make uh, a shift like you did um, into a more liberal um, Protestant denomination? Not at all. No, I don't think I ever really went to other churches much. Um, growing up, I know I went to Catholic churches for some weddings and funerals. And, uh, if I had a sleepover with some friends, like for their birthday or something, you know, if it was on like a Saturday, I remember, uh, one friend's, one friend had a sleepover and I think they went to like the main, like Lutheran church in town. And so, um, and so we went to, we stayed over on Saturday night and then like we, we all just went to church, you know, with the family, you know, that next day. And, you know, even something like that, you know, I thought was, you know, just like a huge difference. Um, but yeah, after high school, uh, came to the Twin Cities and went to North Central University um, and uh, went there for a couple of years. Um, didn't really find a whole lot of like depth and substance, um, within a lot of like the theological teachings and like the daily chapel. And I never had, you know, a church, like a local church that, you know, I was involved in. And, and honestly too, I, and I, I feel like a lot of students, at least that I had talked to felt this way that they kind of felt drained with going to church because, you know, of the requirement to, you know, go to chapel every day. So I, I did have that, like, you know, I was going, had these, you know, Bible classes and everything, but then you're going to chapel. So you're having church five times a week and you get to the weekend and you, you know, just like anything, you kind of just want to have, you know, a little breather um, from it. But I mean, luckily, you know, I did go cause that's where Brian and I met like, like a month or so before he graduated. So something, something good came out of that, but I hope so. (laughs) I, I always tell Brian that, uh, with him having gone to seminary and gotten multiple degrees after, after North Central that I said, I feel like in a way I've kind of been able to go to seminary myself just with conversations, um, that at first I would, mostly listen to him and some of our other friends have, you know, when we first started becoming friends and, you know, just kind of like a fly on the wall kind of listening in. And then the conversations that we had later on, um, you know, and topics and things that he would bring up that, you know, I might not have, I can't think of an example now, but I might not have thought about looking at something a certain way. And so uh, I feel like, Spirologically, in my theological knowledge, has has definitely grown, you know, since 
since Brian and I have met. Uh, and, and I mean, that's a good thing. It's cause Brian, and I don't mean this to come out a bad way, but Brian is a very challenging person, not as in a way as like, oh, it's a real challenge to be with this guy here, but he is someone who challenges you, you know, about, you know, it could be about theology. It could be about, you know, if you come up with a plan for something, trying something new. Uh, And so uh, when we got married, we... You know, we were both thinking, okay, I mean, Brian had gotten to this point long before I did, but thinking that how we grew up, whether it was a negative or a positive experience overall, uh, spiritually, that we felt like we were both just in a different place and we didn't really know what to do with that. And we didn't feel like we were assemblies of God anymore. I mean, Brian had definitely moved past that, you know, before I did and we just didn't know where we belonged because we both grew up in the same denomination. So we couldn't say, well, I grew up this way. Why don't we try this? Because I know what this is like. And so I feel like we kind of looked around even for just a denomination to be a part of for a couple years, you know, before we found uh, the United Church of Christ. Um, and and so I even like right now, I'd say for the past Oh, what's it been about, like, six to nine months or so? Um, I'm home with our daughter, Ava, during the week, and then um, I just have a part-time job where I work on the weekends. But unfortunately, I have to work every Sunday during church. So um, whether it's United Church of Christ or um, our good friends over at Revolution of going there, I can't go to church on Sundays, so podcasting has been a really big thing to continue that growth uh, even when I can't always be a part of it in my own home when we're recording because I have to put my daughter to bed and you know she wants mommy to hold her and sing to her the same song you know 100 times over <laughs> before going to bed then I have I have podcasts I have you know this this podcast that I can listen to if I can listen to this one. I can, I mean, I think that's a great thing with podcasts. So obviously there's a lot that I listen to that aren't like theologically based. There's, you know, a whole mixture of ones, but you, I feel like with podcasts, everyone can find their community, you know, for, you know, whatever, whatever hat they may be wearing, you know, for whatever, uh, if they're wanting something, for like their type of sense of humor or theologically or you know something academic you know you can you can find what you're looking for and I feel like I feel like that's more enriching for me is having something in a smaller group um because Brian can attest to this I'm I'm more of an introvert I'm I'm definitely less of an introvert than when we first met he'd be asking me all these questions and it would almost be the typical answer you get from a teenager of, uh, like, you would say, like, oh, how was your day? Fine. You know, are you done with work? Yeah. Oh, do you have any plans this weekend? I don't know. And, you know, he, we joke around that, like, he, when we first met, he, he couldn't get more than two words out of me, and now he can't get me to shut up, which. Uh, That's true. 
you know, that's what you're in for life, I guess. <laughs> I signed up for it. Um, thank you, Amanda. Um, what would you say brings you? Because, I mean, yes, we're married. We share the same house together and a, and a child. But what... Not, there's a lot of people when if their spouse does like ministry, whether a pastor, a missionary or podcasting or other things where not always the spouse or families invested or involved mm-hmm. with what they're doing. Um, but why would you at the core of who you are, Amanda, why, why does the sacred collective, cause you were, you're one of our co-founders. Um, why would you say, what brings you here? What makes you excited to be part of Sacred Collective? What makes you listen to, you know, the podcast? What makes you just, um, I guess, in your gut feeling, what makes you want to keep listening or being a part of it um, every time we do it? Well, I feel the Sacred Collective, I mean, obviously it's going to have differences from, you know, like a regular church where you have, you know, the pastor preaching at the pulpit because this is a conversation and not, you know, hearing someone, you know, just hearing them speak and not, you know, not providing like any feedback and having a conversation. Um, but I mean, that's what I love about it because we, we come together, we either have a meal or if everyone's pretty broke and we're like, Hey, we have chips and salsa and, you know, we're having a snack where, you know, essentially like we're, you know, breaking bread together, we're having a meal, you know, it could be, you know, pizza and beer and wine, or it could be, you know, chips and salsa and, and lemonade, you know, is all that we, you know, have or can afford that time. But we're sharing something, um, we're, we're sharing something, you know, that's sustaining your body. We're sharing, you know, a meal or something together and we're having, you know, these conversations and, you know, if you think about it, inviting people into your home and, you know, feeding people, providing them, you know, warmth and shelter, you know, it's, if you think about it can be, you know, it's a very, can be a very personal thing and, you know, something that everyone needs. And so, you know, it's, it's like a family that we have, you know, it's a very close group of friends. And I feel like the conversations that we have are ones that maybe, not even necessary ones that you can't have in church because of being, you know, controversial. So, I mean, we may have some topics like that, but in a typical church setting, you can't have the same conversation or if you open it up for discussion, it's such a large group that you can't always get everyone's thoughts in. Uh, And so that's one thing that I like with a smaller group because, you know, sometimes if you have, if you have a discussion And say it's a classroom setting and it's, you know, you think of like a college classroom you may have, like a hundred students, like in a big lecture hall or something like that. You usually have the group of people who are always talking every single class, but then, but I was never one of those people that if you had like a huge group where I would feel comfortable of, you know, like jumping right in and so... I feel like comfort level wise, you know, a smaller group, you know, is something that I like, but, but there's, you know, just so many different things we talk about. There's so many different views. Not everyone agrees on the same thing. 
I mean, there's a lot of things, whether it's politically, theologically, you know, whatever different area that, like, Brian and I don't always, you know, agree on everything. And I feel like with Brian having, you know, all these degrees, especially if it's something theologically, I feel like we've run into it where a lot of times people assume that I have the same views as Brian. And if we're having a discussion, um, you know, with a group of people, they would ask Brian his views on it. But once they hear it, they think that those are my views and they never ask me in a lot of those settings. No one ever asks me, you know, what my opinion is because they just assume, well, you're married. You must have the same opinion. And... A lot of times it's not the same opinion, but I feel like this is a place where I can actually give my my opinion and I'm not just, like, in the shadows. And Brian never makes me, you know, feel like my opinion, you know, is either less or I have a different, or that I don't have the same opinion as his, but uh, I feel like that's something with the Sacred Collective that that really helps. Down with the patriarchy, that's what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's that's kind of what we encompass as we, so often in churches, regardless of evangelical or Protestant, we, we, we try to dismantle patriarchy, we try to dismantle, you know, hate, um, we're, you know, queer-friendly, um, obviously not everyone who is a part of Sacred Collective's even identifies as a Christian, we have atheists, and I'm sure we have atheist, agnostic, queer people who listen, and I think that's what makes us strong, I think that's what makes the church strong, and I mean, I would listen to any, I would want anybody who listens to us to realize that um, if you're married, you know, you don't always have to, both, both, you know, spouses, um, regardless of gender, have to be have to be um, on the same page theologically because, right. like you've said, we we on some things we vehemently disagree, and and that's fine and that's beautiful and I think that's what makes us even stronger. It was back for part two. If I hold you, you have to have the tablet off, okay? Hi. <laughs> Should we should we should we wrap up, Ava? Do you want to be hanging out with mom? I think that's a good wrapping. Do you want to say to all of our listeners all around the world? Ava, can you say sacred? Sacred. 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 This is all free content, by the way. All free content. Amanda, do you think that that's pretty good? Are we? I think. I think we're at a good stopping point. I think uh, Ava's getting a little restless, and yeah, that's just real life. I will say one thing: with all the hecticness, um, we do have a Patreon page. Yes. Um, I don't want it to sound like we're a church and. We want tithes, but we've had our Patreon page up for over a year, and we just looked at it. we got to update it with some better tiers. But So if, if you, anyone has suggestions on certain incentives or anything yes. that would interest you, 
let us know because we're listening. The Sacred Collective family is not just those behind their microphone. Correct. It's those behind the headphones that are listening too. And so wherever you're at in the we world, we want to hear what you have to say. We want you to feel like just like I've expressed how I feel, you know, a connectiveness that I'm a part of this, you know, a belonging, you know, we want you to feel like that too, even if we never meet in person. And so we want to hear from you. Yes. Phil and our, um, our social medias were on Facebook, um, Instagram. Instagram. I, I, we do have a Twitter, but I've kind of shied away from that because personally to me, Twitter can be kind of toxic. Yeah. Um, so, um, yes, if we're going to rework our Patreon, but if you do like what we do, um, if you do, um, find any nugget of, of help, inspiration, um, even frustration, anything, I mean, even a dollar a month goes a long way to, um, to help, mm-hmm. um, offset or even some of the if costs. you just have feedback, something you agree yeah, on or you a hundred percent disagree on or, a topic that you'd like like us to discuss those those things are valuable too yes so thank you to amanda um for this thank you for having me you're you're welcome it's in my living room in your living room our (laughs) living room um so till next time sacred collective um thank you for listening and keep listening for future episodes good night bye thanks for being part of our conversation To continue the conversation, find us on social media at SacredMN.